Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. We are live. It's Monday night. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's the year of 2020, the year of bullshit happening in the world, COVID, everything else. What's that? The year of the bad is Matt stopping it. Absolutely. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll let a couple of you guys more join in. But my name is Todd Ansich. Thank you so much for being on the show. With me, I have in studio Joe Kimson. Greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight, guys. Uh, nice to see you all here. I am in the studio. I am part of the um, bubble or Todd's part of our bubble, our family bubble. Um, so I am here. Uh, we had the ability to join bubbles and whatever, consummate our bubble ship. And we are here now. So I'm in the studio. So, you know, I've made it when I've made Joe's bubble. Yep. Yep. So thank you guys for tuning in. And we also have uh, via our uh, satellite office. We have uh, who? There we go. We have Josh Zuby Zabrickus. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Uh, just a friendly reminder to please like and share the show. I know we always say it. I know you always hear it, but it actually does help. And if you can kindly just gently click that like, share, subscribe buttons, that would be great. No need to smash anything. No, that's, anything. Yeah, that's the YouTube thing. If you're watching us on YouTube, you, do, you have to be smashing things. Facebook, I think, yeah. is just a, a, a gentle click. Speaking of gentle clicks, what about uh, Garvin Sharma from Turret Tech Industries? He's joining us tonight. That was my nickname in college, Gentle Click. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, folks, for everybody uh, signing in this evening. Uh, my name is Gavin Sharma from Terratech Industries. We're so glad you're along for the ride. Um, I am a bubble of one, so I am looking and taking bubble applications. So submit them to the show at BehindTheBunker.com, and I will review those uh, presently. Yes, yeah, so if you would like to be in Gavin's bubble. Gavin, isn't there a song about a smooth clickerator? <laughs> Isn't that it? Or maybe smooth operator. <laughs> yes. Can we talk after the show about banning Joe from singing? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. Um, let's have a look. We are watching your Facebook Live comments. So uh, if you have anything that you want to say, uh, you guys can go ahead and post them up. We'll try to get on the show. So tonight we have a couple things we're going to be talking to you guys about. Um, do you think paintball is on the rise or on the way down? We asked a lot of you guys on uh, all of our social media channels and uh, got lots of responses. So we'll we'll get to those a little bit later on. Uh, we also have a fresh vault segment. We have uh, Custom Corner, Mag Fetish new tonight. Uh, Josh has been collecting photographs and now he's ready for Mag Fetish. We have Prices Right. And Matt, I didn't even ask. Are we lightning rounding? Uh, yes, if you guys want to. Are we? Do you guys want a lightning round tonight? Sure. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It's necessary. It it is the necessary of all evils. I'm not sure why this is not working for me, Matt. Um, Neither do I. All right, take it down for a few minutes, and I'll see if I can fart around with it to get it working. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, couple bullshitty things that ha that have happened uh, today that we found out. Uh, our condolences, and uh, it's unfortunate that we've lost um, a good paintball ambassador. A key person in the industry, uh, Tim Montressor, also a professional paintball player. He's been around for an awful long time. We had the opportunity to have him and uh, Kevin Russell on the show. Sorry, Kevin Russell. Russell Jackson on the show. And uh, had a, that was not even a month ago. Or was it a month ago? About a month ago, I guess. And uh, as you can see, we had, a, we had a grand old time. It was one of our Zoom shows. 
Um, if you guys want to watch that or listen to it, go back and listen to it on our podcast. It was actually really good. Here's a trivia question for you guys since we're talking about uh, Lightning Round. When Tim and Russell were on the show, guys, what was the last product that we tried to convince them to release? Do you guys remember that? I do. Was it a month ago? It's about a month ago, I guess. What What was it, Josh? Do you remember? Was it not, was it not a mag-fed Lux? That's right. That's right. And we were going to try to convince them to have it as a 12-gram... Uh, Twelve Quick gram. change, twelve gram. Yeah, yeah. I believe you you egged him on, Gavin, saying that if Tom K could design the six pack changer in one day with his three D technology, he should be able to get it up in uh, no time at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, do we still have Gavin? I would assume so. I, I'm here. I don't know if you want me to comment on. on no, that's fine. Ago. <laughs> sure, you're right, Todd. I did say that once. <laughs> you did. Um, Exalt, ladies and gentlemen, new black and gold. Uh, we teased the other one last week, the retro purple look, but this is this is awesome. For all of you Knight Rider fans out there, you guys can now get your black and gold on. Planet Eclipse, I keep meaning to tell you guys about this, but do you know they have the O-Ring Finder app? If you guys have a Planet Eclipse gun and question about which O-Ring goes where, download the Finder app and uh, it makes it a no-brainer. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, I saw this on Facebook the other day, so this is not mine. This is uh, Mark Davis uh, Autocockers posted this. It says, so a bunch of years ago, a toy maker and I worked on a prototype action figure that we thought might be able to be sold. The project fizzled out, uh, but he still has the prototypes. But look at that. He's wearing, it's branded War Games product. He's wearing a custom JT jersey with his, with his uh, JT pants. Uh, JT goggles and his marker there. I, I can't see what that is, Matt. I think it. Or maybe it's an autococker. It's hence hard, the word. Very G- hard to tell. Yeah. But what if they made those today? Wouldn't that be awesome? I got nothing. <laughs> nah. You guys, yeah, right. you guys don't. I thought you guys nah. were going all over that. I think I, that's fantastic. Yeah, right. I, I think that's kind of cool. But they should do a magfed guy. I don't want to guy with it. Okay, but that was okay. How many years ago was that? WGP would have been two thousand four to five at the very latest, right? Kind of, it's kind of cool. But if they came out with that now, he certainly wouldn't be wearing war games. It would probably be most likely a guy in his fatigues and. That's true. I mean, really, if they had done bothered to do vector guy, there you go. Perfect thing should have been should have been vector guy. Think of think of the limited amount of design resources they would have need for vector guy. All black outfit, one similar shape. There you go. Um, well, you can actually get uh, your head customized for like a dragon figure, isn't it? Like um, I have a, a, bob- a yeah, bobblehead too. Yeah, yeah, so you can actually, uh, you don't have to wait or go to grab a time machine and go back in time to create these action figures. You can be an action figure now, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, for twenty nine ninety five. <sighs> Thank you to Gavin to take the wind out of my sails. Sharma. I thought this was cool. I've never seen that before. It looks like something you go into a garage sale and find and it would be... Yeah, and if it, The original prototype fell flat on its face and so did this segment. So just move it on. Yeah, yeah. All well, right. Play Joshua. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Daniels tonight. I'm in a fighting mood. You certainly are. Hey, this is my friend Tim Myers from Florida sporting his red behind the bunker shirt today at uh, Hog Heaven. He sent that over to me. I thought that was great. And uh, then we also have this. Devin 
the Schwarzenegger. Schwartz sent this in. This is his handmade behind the bunker shirt with that on the front and this on the back. If you guys, oh nice. Yeah, if you guys can't see that, I'll zoom it in zoom a bit. Zoom in, baby. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's the you fall out of the tree, stumble down a rocky cliff. Read for the Tipman. So very cool. Um, then we have so yeah. There's the front and back as we saw, and then he's also working on a T-shirt to put his team team logo and crest on, which I think would be pretty badass. Um, Joe, you were looking at this earlier. This is the Planet Eclipse. This is a press release uh, dated June 20th. Eclipse MagFed incoming. So they've even sort of popped some EG smoke in that as well. Um, they're incredibly proud of the growing range of MagFed products and they're humbled on how well we've been accepted into the MagFed community. So they've gone as far as creating a MagFed division within Planet Eclipse named EMS, EMF, Eclipse MagFed. Um, <laughs> we're heavily back-ordered at the moment, which is a good problem to have. The EMF logo will feature a range of our MagFed product packaging and a stamp of quality. Um, they're rebranding the name of the um, MG100 to the EMF100 EMAC MAGFED100, a small change, but that will help manage the product presence. Um, some new products there, they have the EMF100, the EMAC MAGFED, uh, the follower spring upgrade kits for the Didam compatible, the adjustable stock, the Quake barrel system, blackout screw kits, and the CF20 MAG which is a continuous 20 round magazine, which is coming soon. So there, so that's the EMF Eclipse MagFed division now circling an LZ near you. Fantastic. I, wanna, I, did, I did wanna step on uh, Joe's read, but I do have to stop the show a little bit and give credit to Matt for <laughs> that like wonderful that. joke. Wasn't that well great? Well done, my friend, yes. And e even though I agree with Gavin, it was a good joke. Um, Gavin is just pissing on me tonight and Matt comes out with a one-liner and yeah yeah no that was good I, I didn't want to interrupt Joe's read either but that was well played um, so what else do we have tonight oh yes um, I wanted to show you guys this as well let me zoom in Matt sorry this is not mine this was on Jordan uh, he posted this on MagFed paintball what do you guys think of this as a location for uh, playing paintball? He he specifically wanted to play MagFed, but paintball in general, it's an abandoned um, nuclear power plant. Oh. And it's in... Nuclear. It's pronounced... You're right. Sorry. Nuclear. <laughs> so they, you, no could, you could play have a night game there, and everything would just glow. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. You get step in some heavy now, water. No, no, hang, on, hang on a second. I, I feel like this is an important distinction. Is this an, an abandoned nuclear facility? I guess it's or decommissioned. Is it a deactivated. I get decom decommissioned, deactivated. What did he say it was here? Uh, that could be two very different things. Yeah, see, he put an abandoned nuclear, but I, it couldn't be because if you abandon that, it would have some serious. Unless they uh, unless they abandon it mid construction or something like that. Yeah, but that's it's true. It's definitely an older one because uh, cooling towers no longer look like that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Where is it? <laughs> Look at the nuclear scientist Josh there. <laughs> yeah, he's got his lab coat on. Yeah. There you go. I would like to play Sector 7G there. That would be good. It said it's somewhere in Tennessee. If you go Tennessee? back to the original picture. Oh. Was, it, was it Tennessee or Pennsylvania? If you go back to the original picture. There we go. And I'll even have some zooming in. So, abandoned Tennessee. Yeah. 
It's in Hartsville, Tennessee. I wonder where that is. Hartsville, yeah, Hartsville. Tennessee. But whereabouts? I'm not sure. All right, so that's all I got for the in the news today. Uh, for those of you that are just joining us, thank you very much. Hit that like and share, guys. And uh, we're all in a bit of a somber mood tonight due to uh, the news we heard of Tim Montresser late this afternoon. So um, hopefully we'll be able to do something in his honor over the next couple couple weeks. Uh, something that we might do at our local paintball field level is uh, there's a paintball field layout that was designed for Guns Up by Tim. And uh, we may give him tribute and put that setup up so you guys, next time you come out to Fly Graders or wherever you're playing locally, maybe the local field owner will set that up for you so you can play on that. Uh, why don't we keep on moving here, guys? We have lots to get to on the show tonight. Uh, right now is Joe's Time to Shine. This is where we do our weekly vault segment, guys, where Joe goes into his vault, finds some old retro stuff, and uh, lets you guys have a look at it. So uh, check it out. We'll be right back. Uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball. You're watching another segment of from the vault live on today we are going to look at benjamin sheridan p12 i don't want to pump this because it's never been pumped uh, this is a long barrel version it's a p12 it has a slightly longer barrel than the kp3 or the kp2 direct feed it's got the um, stock bolt standard pgp trigger frame but this is a beauty. This one's powered by a 12 gram. This is brand new in a box, never been fired, tags still on it. This is the Benjamin Sheridan P12. You've been watching From the Vault. See you soon. Pew pew. Yeah. Sipping on some beet juice. <laughs> We're just we're just commenting how Joe's choice. He looks like he's at the outside of the Cracker Barrel though, but he does need a he does need a rocking chair. That'd be that'd be that'd be great. Um, hey guys, every week we ask for you guys to send in submissions to us uh, of things that we can put on the air. This week we asked for some mag-fed stuff. Uh, Josh, you've got like fifty or sixty pictures. We won't probably do them all tonight. Why don't we just do a handful? But how'd you like to showcase some of those? But good. Uh, we'll start off with some that people sent in, and we'll start off with the others I snuck into people's houses to take photos of. <laughs> we can't show those uh, pictures, though. Well, the marker ones we can. That's true. Uh, so the first one I sent in from John Maskin. This is his latest build. He put it together just for the fun of it. So apparently he's not even going to play with it. Nice. It's an uh, MCS Vortex with a flat line barrel in grip. Nice. I like his marble countertop. Flatline aspect of that. This sent in from Bobby Benjamin. This is one of my setups. Basic and enjoyable. Nice. Uh, John Metcalf steps in with my Tippmann Stormer. Deadly Winds XL Freak Barrel. Uh, Tippmann Folding Sock in CQR Hera Grip System. I kind of like the look of that Hera Grip System, but it, it's too much of a of an automatic Z frame. <laughs> so you need to respect the Tom K. Okay. Uh, next one incentive from John Metcalf, who offers no explanation because there is no explanation. Look at his Kydex holsters. Not holster, but Kydex uh we call them uh mag holders. Things. Yeah, yeah. Tings. Things. Uh, JP East also sends in some of his tings. Wow, look at that MG100. 
What do you? Cool. What would you call that thing at the yeah. front? That's like the squared off. I don't know. It just looks really badass. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice job, sir. Four grip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Miller, the must-have toys. Uh, all of them. Ah, there you go. That's uh, our friend from Australia with his tip and storm it. Hope he doesn't wish that me that my dick would fall off. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Uh, Marcus Lawrence says I'm pretty new. What's some recommended websites to ship to Canada? Magfed. But then Todd crossed that out and said, "Oh, you silly duck." <laughs> This is in a question format. <laughs> uh, next one is... Let's see, a lot of one. Andy Skiba. Yeah, isn't that nice? MG100. I can't see it. The lighting on my screen is weird. Is, why does that look like the mag is cut off? Or am I just is being... sideways? Looks like he cut a die mag in half. Oh, he did. That's he what he actually. did. Well done. Because why would you need more than... Nine shots. How much is in a die mag? Five and five? Ten. Ten and ten. ten. And ten? Five okay. and five or ten and ten. Yeah, can, yeah. Can we just push pause and talking about how uh, baller this guy is for cutting apart one of the most expensive mags in baseball? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Listen here, money bags. <laughs> uh, Thomas Russell the third sends in this nice puppy with the T square and his vest hanging off there. Very good. And oh, there is actually an explanation that G36. What that do? It says it's his boo. Ah, very nice. And the rest of the seven comments get pretty personal, so maybe we'll just not read those ones. All right, next one up is Jay Dory. Nice. And Kevin Gabler. Apparently likes to play a little bit of medic role. Uh, Ian Parton. Is this and he's got the uh, is that video game camo? I forget, I'm tired. Uh, Adam Lajanez uh, from TFR sends this one in. Adam, open Adam and Dusty Thumper Johnson, <laughs> last and final <laughs> trampoline action. Look at that, he's got double thumpers in there. Man, that's probably where he got his nickname from, isn't it? Nice, what's with the crowbar? Yeah, I don't know why the crowbar's in there. Uh, it's probably a battle axe in case he wants to do some LARPing in the middle of the yeah, game. maybe. Hey, uh, I just remember what the front of that uh, MG100 is. It is a compensator. Thank you to Roger Weber for, uh, for correcting me on that. Nice. All right. Well, why don't we move on here, ladies and gentlemen? We have the topic to get to in just a second. We also have Custom Corner, which we'll get to in a minute. Price is right. Lightning round. What should we do next, Matt? Your call. Why don't we do the topic? Why don't we do the topic? It's a great idea. All right, so here it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to watch you guys in the live Facebook chat. We're going to uh, liven it up here so we can post up some of your comments. Um, we would like to know, what do you guys think? The status of the industry right now, paintball. Yes, I get it. We've got the COVID pandemic coming on. Um, but do you think paintball is still set to rise? Do you think our numbers when we get back are going to be going up? Or do you think they're going to drop? And here's 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 why I'm asking a little bit of a preface to the question. When we were at Paintball Extravaganza in February, and this was a clear month and a half, or at least a month before the uh, the COVID pandemic happened, or became became what it is right now, um, all the retailers and 
field owners and store owners were very optimistic, thinking that they were feeling an upswing this year and felt pretty confident that this was going to be a some you know a, a decent year. An uptick. An uptick. And I, I think Joe and I were optimistic about this season as well. There just seemed to be kind of something. You kind of felt that more people were kind of calling and asking the right questions. So we want to know about you guys. What do you guys think? Uh, do you guys do you guys feel that this is going to be an increase this year once the pandemic is over, or do you think uh, this is uh, kind of going to put a bit of a nail in the coffin? I, I've got a good comment here from Matt Shook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I highlighted this one because it's actually well articulated and spelled correctly. This is as a player since 1989 and field owner since 1993. I can say it is it is up from the 2008 to 2019 numbers. Said 100 plus each day at the park. In a metro area of uh, 500,000 people, I can only imagine what it would have been without COVID, which kind of concurs with what we heard and talked about at uh, Paintball Extravaganza this week. Yeah. Um, what would be considered a metroplex? He said 500,000 people. I don't know. It's, it's a metro thought. metro area. Metro area, A metroplex yeah. is like, if you figure where, where the skirmishes in the Poconos, they're surrounded by New York City, Philadelphia, and... Um, Baltimore or something like that. That's a metroplex. You've got like several million multi, you know, several million cities of, of population around you. That's sort of a met. That's that's what I believe a metroplex. Yeah. I'm gonna Google that just because. I'd like. Uh, to, I, I yeah. I'd like to know if there's a. If, yeah, I think that's about what it, what it is. I um. Yeah, I don't know. I, are you guys in the live chat? I mean, you guys are all being optimistic. Thing things are gonna things are gonna pick up. Uh, but Tommy Guns says that uh, definitely will go up, but slowly, not instantly. People will still be afraid of the virus. I agree, but Joe and I opened the field this two weeks ago, and despite the fact that everyone's sort of still fearful, there's still a, a a longing or a wanting or a need to play paintball. I think that even though people are still scared, as they sort of lose that and as the virus slowly, hopefully, goes away. And again, I'm being optimistic. I think people are going to come out in droves. We've all been stuck at home doing mundane things. I think I think you're going to see people on an uptick. I think everything's going to get busier. I don't think movie theaters are going to get busy. Um, I think that's kind of done. But I think that any sort of physical activity is going to going to going to going to get them there. Now, now, by increase slowly and increase quickly, I'd like to know what people's actual definitions of that are because I hear some people say like. Oh, it'll be slow uptick. Are you talking about like two years, a year? Are you talking about three months? Because a long time to me would be a year. But I think what we're going to end up seeing is actually maybe a month or a month and a half before stuff starts going up. up well, so depending on where you live, too, let's be honest, our season's only maybe nine months long. You know, unless you're Florida, California. But even still, you guys have seasons as well because when it's too hot, nobody plays, right? So I don't, I'm thinking... I guess I'm thinking this this calendar year we're going to see people back higher than before. I don't know. We'll have uh, so to pre- see. So, pre- so presently, uh, we've just opened up our paintball world in Ontario right now. Um, and I think the first weekend was primarily gun owners, equipment owners who were just chomping at the bit to get out and, uh, you know, sort of keen on playing. Uh, and then this weekend in particular, that there was more rental players um, than uh, I anticipated. So I think you're going to see more and more rental players starting to get comfortable coming out, uh, equipment owners uh, coming out as well. So at least in the province of Ontario, there are a limited number of entertainment venues open. Yeah. And presently, 
paintball is one of the venues that are open. So when people are looking to get out of their homes away from screens uh, and they're trying to research what they can do with their kids and their families, paintball is one of the few options you can do outdoors. Uh, so I suspect that it won't be floodgates open and everybody who's ever heard of paintball coming to play. But I think people who have never played before may try it for the first time now because yeah. there's limited competition for your, your resource dollars. Well, Joe, here's a question for you. Are you getting more emails and phone calls now or does it just seem that way because it's been null for so many months? I, the number we're having more e we're having more emails and the phone is ringing more um, than it has in the last three months, but it should be it should be ringing more than it is. However, I think a lot of people don't know we're open. There's a lot of caution about what people were doing. I think it really depends on where you are in the world, um, how serious you're taking the pandemic, because certain places are not really taking it seriously. Other places are, are buying into it. Other places are very cautious. I think depends where you are globally is, is you know, um, how, how you're, you're taking it. But we're starting to get calls and we've had some people book in the last couple of days. I think you're going to see a slew of private bookings, people doing stuff with their friends, not necessarily coming out on the weekends. Bubble groups. Bubble groups. That's <laughs> what we'll, we'll probably have to talk about that later. But I think you're going to see groups midweek and stuff because people aren't working, looking for something to do. And yeah. they don't want to come out and they don't want to be on the field with a bunch of um, random people they don't know. So I think yeah. you are going to see some bubble groups. You might see the family in the plastic bubble. Yeah. So let's find out what's going on around the world and what people's thoughts are. So our friend Nathaniel Green Silva, uh, who's in the Rhode Island area, writes that uh, he's seen a rebound as local fields uh, in Rhode Island. And will it be what it was in the early 2000s? Well, maybe it never will again. Uh, but they have up to 80 guys who show up in the area. It's a wooded city property to battle it out straight up for rec ball and wood ball. Uh, the important thing is growing the sport, uh, getting new kids to come back. So do what you can to ensure they have a good time and make sure that they're smiling when they leave. Yeah. I, I think, too, moms especially, uh, not that dads aren't, but moms especially are on Facebook all the time and they're looking for things that are opening or things to do to keep everybody busy that's just kind of what they in, you know inherently do but anytime like you know if a, if a restaurant is back open because they have a patio i hear about it from my wife if if there's a you know an activity that the kids can do that 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 is now happening again again i hear it from my wife i think that people are out looking for things to do and now that paintball well specifically in our area are is kind of open again I think that's kind of going to, I think you're going to find way people finding ways to, to come out and play again. Um, Elliot in the live chat says dreaded Elliot. legends was a good turnout. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't, we can't have like large groups right now. And we're, we're encouraging the, in Ontario, the, the many of the fields really lobbied behind the scenes to promote to the local provincial government to get us open in phase two and there was an awful lot of com uh, lobbying behind the scenes and any photographers that come out and any players were asking that their their photographs be of themselves only uh, just selfies or if the photographers are taking a picture individual players playing no high fives no group shots because we are we are under scrutiny and we were very fortunate to be included in phase two so 
we many many fields think that we are sort of under under the radar uh, you know under the gun so we you know we have to be cautious as well in in, in pr presentation and portraying paintball as a safe fun outdoor activity that you can do safely so there's there's you know different schools of thought as well yeah john maskin says fields should sell the safety advertise social distancing maybe install hand wash stations we we're doing that we're not only doing that but we're also having like asking people to pre-fill out covid symptom sheets i don't know how else you can say it covid uh, pre-screening pre-screening -pre sheets so i mean and people, as much as it's a pain in the butt, no one's complaining about it. We've actually had people congratulating us on doing them as much as they're a pain in the butt. Uh, John from uh, Ruthless Paintball says, The masks are on the way, boys. We ordered some custom masks from Ruthless Paintball. Hopefully we'll be able to show you guys uh, those I hope so, John very from Ruthless. Soon. So I'm going to need something to match my purple shirt that I wear a lot. Right now we're just wearing coffee filters, so it should be nice to have... Uh, with coffee stains. <laughs> yes, some nice COVID masks. Those aren't coffee stains. <laughs> oh, they're from the bubble factory. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Do you guys have any more comments in your in on in anything, uh, any other places? Yeah, yeah. Quite, quite a few. You gave me sheet. You gave me sheets earlier. <laughs> uh, so Mike Holstrom in the chat and uh, responded earlier mentioned that um, his opinion is it's mixed uh, whether it's on the rise or it's going to decline because some games like paint, uh, paintball games like Magbet and mechanical happen to be on the rise in the national speedball events or seem to be on the decline so for him you can see sort of maybe staying at the same pace interesting um i think it's important too to to talk positively about this whole experience and this whole you know fields opening up like there's a lot of people that are out there saying no no it's low it's low it's low, it's, it's, low, it's down it's down and it's like good we need to keep people going back we need to keep people positive you know say like hey we said this field had a great experience and then with distance everything you know uh, they had hand sanitizer or whatever they had a line they they asked me the you know do you have a fever have you coughed at anybody you know all those things right i think it's important to share all that information to everybody everywhere and as joe said make sure your pictures look like you are socially distanced as you're supposed to be yeah but and you know let's not let's not get into this thing of going oh everything's down and everything sucks you know we're not eeyore yeah. Players. So but the thing is, step up the game and get out there. We are legitimately, and I keep saying this, and it, it kind of it's hard to keep hitting home. But we are in a worldwide pandemic, and we kind of almost shouldn't really even be playing paintball. But we're privileged enough that we're able to because we can follow the protocols to keep everybody safe. But if you think about it, we're still in a worldwide pandemic right now, and we're able to play paintball. I mean, it's fantastic. We're so lucky. Um, and, you know, the guys that come out to the field on the weekend so far, knock on wood, haven't really heard anybody grumbling about any of the safety protocols that we have to put forward, I think. And, and I've gotten more thank you for being open than I've ever had ever. Well, the, the whole COVID screening process, we, we live in a different world now than we did, you know, 90 days ago. Like you go to the mall now and you're lined up to get in a store. They have limited numbers in the store. You're wearing a face mask. There's arrows on the ground, which way you walk, how you walk. Um, there's hand sanitizing station. There's employees in the mall walking around in vests uh, checking. And this is the new world we live in. And you're ordering groceries online and you're waiting yeah. in line to get into Costco. You're waiting in line to get into the grocery store. So you have to wait. People need to slow down and wait. Remember when you could leave your house in the morning? I guess you're I'm Walk finished. into a Starbucks. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Wait, walk into a Starbucks or go to the mall go anywhere and just pick up something you need and go home like 
long since like it feels like such a long time ago it's a long time ago, man. Sorry, I interrupted you just for that. Point. No, I've done that. I, I, I've <laughs> said my piece. Yeah. I shared the show. I liked and shared it. Now, what do you want? What do you want from me now? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't share the show. I should do that right now. I apologize. If you guys are watching us live, hit that like and that share button. Just don't smash it unless you're on YouTube. Do you guys have anything else left to say, Josh or Gavin? <laughs> Maybe we'll save it for another day. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You you cut out there. You, sorry. Is that a, is that a no? You you guys are done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. All right. Um, I would like to take an opportunity, guys, to uh, talk to you guys about something very near and dear to my heart. Do you know Planet Eclipse are creators of the most incredible tournament paintball markers, soft goods, and gear, and they have the winningest paintball markers in the history of paintball. And now innovators in mechanical actions including the M170R and the MG100 MagFed Marble. EG is the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, thunder flash, airsoft, and paintball grenades for use in theater, film, photography, and, of course, paintball. Pull a tab at your next event. Hashtag pop smoke. And Arabs are proudly made in the United States of America. Their thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options, and layouts are available. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020 Paintball is here. Make sure you get your field from Arabs, and you can even customize them and ask about full color printing and custom logo options. Make sure you customize that next field with Arabs. Ruthless Paintball products caters to both professional players and weekend warriors. They've set a new level of paintball playing apparel. Right now, you can head over to their website, use our promo code of TB15 to get 15% off. Also, you can give yourself some, sorry to cut you off, sorry, you can guys can get some COVID-friendly masks from Ruthless while we're talking about that. Hopefully, we'll show you guys more about those next week. Sorry, Gavin, I apologize. And more than just swabs and pads, Exalt is a way of life. They're available to discerning retailers, fields, shops, and shows. Tournament-ready, battle-proven, Exalt. In the beginning, before there was a pandemic, you'd fall out of a tree, you'd stumble down a rocky cliff, you'd wade chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog, and you realize you are surrounded. It's party time. You own a Tipman. Now combine Empire, JT Tipman, and V-Force, you get the world's largest distributor of everything paintball, GI Sports. DLX Technology, guys. The manufacturer of the Lux paintball marker, as well as other great product lines like the SP Shocker, the Gog Enemy, and the Freak Barrels. A longtime paintball manufacturer, they have the product that you guys can trust. And the product's outstanding. For over 50 years, Altama has proudly carried militaries from across the globe through every challenging terrain, including malls, jungles, deserts, and urban battle zones. Make Altama your next paintball, airsoft, or everyday shoe. Wow. Not all ninjas wear black with advanced colorways. Coatings, adjustable regulators, remote lines, fill stations, <gasps> hydro testing, and so much more. Ninja Products has what it takes to keep you out front and always in the game. And do not forget, folks, they are made in America. Did, did anyone notice that when Todd started reading the DLX, he almost had like an accent? Like the evil scientist talking <laughs> when he's a DLX technology. Maybe I was putting on a cheesy radio voice or something. Maybe. Hey, guys. Hey, if you guys are watching us, uh, tag your favorite sponsor right now in the live chat. I see Richie Rampage uh, has GI Sports and Tipman up there, but actually physically tag them. It'd be nice to uh, let them know that you guys are watching. Um, since we're having a shitty day, we lost our good friend Tim, and we're all kind of in a feisty mood. What a great time to do a lightning round, Matt, wouldn't you say? 
Sure, why not? <laughs> I see Josh is rubbing his face. That's great. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now, I will I will admit I helped contribute to a couple of the lightning round questions, which I'm sure Matt won't offer up to me. Um, but I was trying to create some lightning round questions this week for Matt, and it's tough. And some of the questions I came up with were really actually hard. And we'll talk about those as a group one day when we're having an anniversary show because I had a lot of like nostalgia moments where, yeah, there were some good questions. But uh, yeah, here's here's one of them. Um, what? Who can name the original theme song to the Behind the Bunker show back when copyright wasn't really anything? Do you guys remember? I don't. Yeah. See, that, that would have been a horrible lightning round question. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, Matt. But certainly wasn't on the road again. It was not. I miss doing that. Goddamn copyright laws. Bob Seger would have liked it. What was the original song? It was called On a High. And it was by a group called Duncan Sheik. And it was our opening theme song. And people liked it. And every week someone would ask, who who is that, right? But uh, I used to like the closing song we had at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. That Um, was another copyright one. Elliot Darnot. Uh, takes a guess saying is it raining men <laughs> no but it should have oh. been that song oh, that's <laughs> the intermission song for the after show <laughs> yeah. hallelujah all right so how do you want to do it matt i'm gonna let you take over and uh so basically i couldn't come up with a question so every fifth question is a general trivial pursuit question <clears throat> uh don't worry they're easy okay um so bullshit <laughs> <laughs> So basically, uh, on my screen, I'm going to go in order of how the cells are arranged. So I'm going to go Joe, Gavin, Josh, Todd. Nice. I last long tonight. <sighs> no ding? <laughs> I, All right. I've got nothing to ding with. So. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, are you ready for question one? I'm ready. Joe, what website did Zuby check every week way back in the day? Max Loader. Wasn't it Strike Loader? Yeah, it was Strike Loader. I hate, I hate to be that guy, but it was Strike Loader. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you remember that, Josh? Every week? Strike Loader check. Were they for sale? No. Yeah, yeah. Am I out then? Yeah. And the last post was from June 2014. <laughs> oh, my. So, they're not, so you check today, too? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Yeah. All right, Gavin, you're up. Who said, I got nothing? Tom the Tomcat Cunningham. <laughs> Zuby, Hi, boy. What yeah, marker? Hold, hold on. No, 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 no. Zuby just had a question. Oh, it was Joe. I'm sorry. Josh you're, was answering. You're, I'll you're stay out of your element. <laughs> Go ahead. Zuby, what marker did the mayor of Bulgaria use? 468. Ah, I knew he was going to get that. Good. Todd. Yeah, yeah. True or false? Did we have turf in one of our studios? We did. True. All right. Gavin. Uh. In what movie does Tom Cruise get called Maverick? Top Gun. <laughs> oh, God. Zuby Spelling. Also would have accepted Danger Zone. Yeah. 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 Erogenous Zone. Zuby. <laughs> spell your fellow co-host. Ugh. Spell your fellow co-host, Mr. Sharma's first name. G-A-R-V-I-N. Nice. Okay. Uh, Todd. Who won the 2019 World Cup? It was the Russian Legion. Uh, no, I'm pretty wasn't. sure it was the Iron Man. Yeah, it was. As soon as I opened my mouth, I knew it was wrong. Down to Gavin and Josh. <sighs> Garvin. In degrees, what angle does a JT lens provide? 
<laughs> oh, that was a good one. Two forty. No, two sixty. Two sixty. <laughs> All right, Zuby for the win. Um, in the acronym CCTV, what does the CC stand for? Closed caption. No. No closed, closed circuit. circuit. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go back to Garvin and Zuby. Just cut. Yeah. Here we go. Zuby or Garvin, you're back in. Thank Garvin, you. what is the length of a Model 98 stock barrel? Nine inches. No. Zuby, what two companies made flatline barrels for their markers? WGP and Tipman. All right, we got a winner here. Oh, no, that was but a... no, wait. Tipman made <laughs> Tipman made WGPs, man. That's correct. And what the hell? What? What? How? How long is a, a 98 Eight barrel? Inch. Eight and a Eight half. Inch. Eight inch. <laughs> Well, what were the two? What were the two companies then? It was WGP at Tipman. Tipman made yeah. Tipman made WGPs. That's an okay, incorrect well. lightning round question. Joseph is right. <laughs> You're I'm still right. wrong when you're eight and a half inches. I'm, in no, I, I, I'm out. I'm, back I'm in the completely game. out. But that's an inappropriate question because it's it's factually wrong. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you want to have a beer? Don't invoke my okay, name. What, what, was, what, was, what was Brent's extension at at Tipman when he worked at, with Tipman? Oh, 31136. I don't know. You're the only one that called them. I know. Eight so. inches is what his extension was. <laughs> do we. Uh, yeah, I can go. If you have eight inches, do you really need an extension? Do you want to. Do you have enough to go around? Or I do? believe so, yeah. Okay. Okay, so. Zuby technically won that round. So I'm going to start with Why, Zuby. because you have bullshit questions? Gavin's <laughs> yeah, so feisty. Okay, Garvin. Moving on. I'm going to start with Zuby, then go to Todd, Joe, Gavin, etc. So now I'm last. Because Don't you I have, have some search engine to optimize, Gavin? <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay. Gavin, do you need five seconds to run a speed test before we carry on? Or <laughs> So many inside jokes. Zuby. Who won the last round of Price is Right? Gavin. Todd. <laughs> true or false? Antarctica is a desert. True. Joe. According to Zuby, is the world round or square? Square. Gavin. What does my job as producer involve? A lot of eye rolls. <laughs> well, more specifically, push pushing buttons. So you're out. <laughs> no! Come on! <laughs> During the, it's like gang up a okay. Gavin night. No, that was the well, least bullshit question I've ever heard. Okay, so you are a button pusher, yes, but how much of, how much button pushing have you done since in the quarantine, no. my friend? No, there dig up, Gavin. Dig up. There was, there was significantly, significantly more eye rolling than anything else. All right, so on to Zuby. <laughs> on to Zuby. What comes What comes first, thunder or lightning? Thunder. No. Is that right? I'm pretty sure lightning comes before thunder. That's what I thought. I didn't write oh, yeah, yeah. it. You All right, you know what? Are I'm you talking gonna... about the sound that lightning okay, makes? You know what? That's not you know, thunder. Let's 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 just let's just regroup and I'll skip the I'll go to the next question, like as if that never asked. But back to I'm Josh. part of Team Gavin now. These questions are bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, I tell you. Okay, well, bullshit. <laughs> Am I still in this? Yes, Joe. Okay. If I wasn't in my Gavin. home studio, I'd be tipping shit over now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zuby. What is Brody Ball's favorite drink? Oh. Peanut juice. Yes. Nice. Hodge. Whatever. 
Oh, yeah, so I can't say backslider, <laughs> but it's... <laughs> Uh, this whole game is bullshit. <laughs> Todd, what candy, quote, melts in your mouth, not in your hands? M&M's. Joe, name two of the Frenchmen who worked on the show. Seb and... That's too long of a pause. I don't know. Seb Mondu. and... Oh, Mondu. Oh. oh, good for you. <laughs> okay, so That's a Zuby. tough one. That was a tough so one. Technically, he's South African, but okay. Who, Mondu? Okay, whatever. <laughs> the people that moved across the street from me are South African, actually. Zuby. No one cares. Yeah. What was Dusty's job title? Oh, I don't know. He was the research department. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's See, down you don't know to... everything, fucker. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Todd for the win. Oh, never. Name three different Titman markers. A5... Cronus in Model 98. Okay, oh, nice. Cool. We got a oh, I almost bumbled over that one. That's the first time I've ever won a lightning round. Okay. Yeah, you won the bullshit lightning round. <laughs> yeah. Says the person who's out first. Todd, Todd has the answers on his on, on a sheet of paper. Yeah, I do. I just couldn't find that one fast enough. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought that round of lightning round was bullshit, please send an email to show up behind the bunker. <laughs> yes. Just shaking your fist, all right? Included with that email, that. please add more questions for lightning round because uh. they are hard to come up with. Hey, um, Gavin. Gavin. So, this yes. week, our good friend Alan Skeet Skeet Whitaker posted on behalf of the cage this week soliciting for people to. To post up their retro gear. And unfortunately, right. it wasn't on the Behind the Bunker Facebook page. But I still think I want to share some of these because some of these I have or think are pretty awesome. Should we go through them real quick? I like how, I like how um, he shares them. And Todd's like, some of these I have. Well, no, like I have, like the first, the first one I have a similar one. Yeah, so there you go. There's the fighter jersey from Smart Parts. Whose is that? Um, all right, so it looks like that comes to us from our friend Lucas Leach, and he posted the Smart Parts Finder jersey. Uh, and then there were some questions and answer back and forth because people love to see this retro stuff, whether Smart Parts made pants. And Joseph, can you answer that question? Smart Pants, yes. They That's did. That's right, they yeah. did. And uh, here's a trivia. Does anyone know what color the, the fighter jerseys came in? I think they only definitely three. definitely came in yellow. Yeah, blue, yellow, yellow, and red. They came in red. Yeah, red, they blue, had a, and yellow. They had a gray. Yellow. Did they? Yeah, they had a gray. You're right. I and they. I think they had a tiger stripe. They had a freak one. Did they have a lime green pair? I have a catalog at home. I can bring. Mm, I don't time. think the Smart Parts fighter jerseys were in green, Matt. But I do remember a fighter, like a freak, freak green. Might have been a different it one. Was freak based. It had like a sort of like a green <laughs> flame on a bat, black background. A freak yeah. based. Yeah. And so this is about 2006. Seven, they are estimating it circa. Yeah, circa. circa. <laughs> I'm looking. Sometimes I post pictures of the Smart Parks cat of catalogs. I will look. Yeah. And the next contribution to our old school goodness comes from Sean Halpin. Wow. Uh, and he has a first generation JT Spectra, and he brought that, purchased that brand new around 1993 or 1994. Uh, so it's far too long that he remembers. And a JT gear bag, which was fantastic. Um, I'm looking, some, looking in the picture, but I don't see any cleats. That would uh, be the same no era. Cleats. Yeah. I, I'm looking at that picture, and you know what I do see? 
260 degree field. Are those are those soft ears? But I yeah. um those are yeah they're not the, they're not the original ears for I think uh, for comfort he yeah. replaced those for uh, with soft ears. Yeah. I ha- I just uncovered some old school JT masks first generation that we used for rental that had field foam on them. And Close you guys will uh, just gonna pause that for a second. Do you remember the JT pa- uh, short pants that they had? Shorts? Like yes. The like the plant? Yeah. Well, no, they, like they were like they were shorts. They were they pants were that the... zipped into shorts, weren't they? Oh no, you're uh, no, right. I, they were playing shorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing shorts. Playing and shorts. they were made from the same material and it did not breathe at all. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, they should have been called the JT ball sweat shorts because <laughs> they right. yeah, they did not breathe. And Dye made like some you... of those too, didn't they? Dye also made their yeah. their pants as well, but they, they were comfortable would... as much as I. They made a They were very short. thick. They were non-porous. They didn't breathe at all. And uh, yeah, you were uh, you were losing some weight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I. Uh, right, the, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, the next piece of old school goodness comes to us from Brent, uh, Brecken McBurney. He said this. He found this bad boy a while ago wow. and bought these around 2009, 2010. He believes. Look at the logo on the nose. JT Racing USA when they awesome. were in Chula Vista, and, California. And Alan responds, "That blue dough." <laughs> <laughs> That's why he only manages our cage page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. The next time, uh, next one comes oh, to us from Braden Raymond, and he is a mixture, a melange of old school meets new school. Uh, so it's a pre two thousand five um, with an O two uh, by date stamp, and it's in JT Flex frames with the new GI style bottoms and ears. Um, so it runs that with the KM strap as well. What kind of knife is that? Gavin? A paring knife. Uh, yeah, that's like a kitchen knife. It's but it folds. No, it's got a lock on the back. Yeah. It's definitely a folding, folding yeah. knife. Good pocket knife. Yeah, sorry. A, oh, hands. Josh. <gasps> the war pig. All right. Uh, the next Spat one off. comes to us from Michael MC or Michael Mick. And that bad boy is sexy. I'm hoping Spec it's Michael A5. MC. Yes. <laughs> that... What was MC the name Michael. of that? <laughs> it was a it was a spec ops. I don't know. If it, no, uh, it's a spec. I think it was. I think, I think it you're was right. Warhog. I think it was. I think you're right. And I the only one thing I don't like about that is the exposed macro line. But everything else about that gun is phenomenal. Yeah, they did a good job. There, it was so great. I miss spec ops. Whatever. Yeah, they the bankrupt. They spent a million dollars in all their products and they never made any money in return. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I spent a lot of money on those guys. <laughs> All right, the next gaggle of goggles comes to us from Kyle Reeve. Is it a gaggle of goggles or is it a murder of goggles? There it's a gang go. of goggles. Nice. Look at all the JT goodness in there. All right. There's a lot of sore fingers and changing lenses. Oh, my phone's it's actually clear bottoms that are still clear in there. Not yellowed at all, yeah. Uh, so Jeff Jones, uh, he is a whole ensemble. It's <laughs> a whole Reds outfit. Oh, boy, yeah, matching pants. There's a couple guys in our field that had those back in the day. All right, trying to piece together who this one is from, and I'm really hoping uh, it is Jeff Jones. So, Jeff, if it's not you, you can take credit anyway, but that (laughs) is some old-school goodness. Angel jersey. That's awesome. And I I have one last one here. I don't know if you have info on it. Uh, That comes to us... Uh, from some dude. <laughs> Contract <laughs> so, killer. God. I can't even see that story. 
And uh, it's in the script writing on the uh, on the pattern of the go- on the uh, on the headband. There. That's awesome. Um, and Dwayne uh, King on. in the live chat says it's flock of goggles. Flock. Yes, I like that one the best. <laughs> well played. And I run. <laughs> and a flock of seagulls. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, here's a question for you: cleats. So we talked about JT. We all know JT had cleats. Who else had cleats? We had. Die. So Don, I had Exalt. a pair. I had a pair of die cleats that I used for my EDS, my everyday shoes, uh, because you couldn't use them on a playing field. No. Uh, or slippery surfaces. Any, any wet or yeah. slippery surface, <laughs> you were looking at concussion city. I'm telling yeah. you. So it was more for asphalt and concrete carpet. Yeah. Sand. Um, Josh said Exalt. Yeah. Didn't HK, HK had a pair. Warps. And what about so what Dion? Warps. Warped. Warps. That's the one. Yeah, one of the originals was Diggers. Um, I think it was like a hybrid. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Diggers, I'll write that down. I don't yeah. remember that. No, that was like one of the original like marketed paintball cleats. Uh, okay. Diggers, yeah. Interesting. So that would have been around Skyball when it de- debuted, or at least uh, some of the proteins were using it. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking in the chat. I'm hearing who remembers System X gear, but I don't remember System X having a pair of shoes. Um, I know we're missing one. I just can't think of it. Um, but yeah, the dye cleats, if you wore those on a cement floor that were wet, you'd, just, you'd go ass over tea kettle. They were good on grass, and as an everyday shoe, like they weren't bad. They were actually pretty comfortable. They had... Here's a trivia question that I don't have the answer to, but would be a good one. How many times is the dye logo or emblem on the shoe? Because it was everywhere on the shoelaces. Yeah, it was yeah. on the everywhere, even on the oh, heel of the pole. shoe. Every, yeah, you're right. Zipper so you pole. Had, yeah, because you had laces, and then there was like a, a, a covering that goes over top that you zipped up. So in case you your shoelace became untied, you wouldn't trip on it. It was all contained within the, the zipper area. Yeah. Did Bill Scribner said even did, on the insole too, wasn't it? The oh, bottom, yes. the insole, the yeah. shoelaces. Yeah. Yeah, and as you walked, you have left little dye imprints. Bill Scribner said, "Did Smart Parts make cleats?" I don't. Think so? I don't remember Smart Parts having cleats. I don't. I don't think they did. Hmm. Yeah. Do you? So I bought the Exalt cleats. They were good. I, I. I don't. I don't know. I still play in running shoes or combat boots, depending on sort of what the terrain is. I. I don't know. Do you think the paintball companies had good success with their cleats? I know JT sold a lot of them at the time. Um. I don't know. Eric Park said diggers were great. I'm going to have to do a Google search for that because I, I don't remember them at all. Yeah. So uh, one of the things paintball companies do well is they make paintball products. One of the things they don't do well is make shoes. Um, so that's why I don't think there's been such tremendous R&D from a paintball yeah. company into, into shoes. Right. You can always use somebody who's already um, developed that, had years of experience with it and sort of branded uh, accordingly. You can just slap your logo on it, like uh, based on a design, right? But yeah. um, that's not a lot, not a lot of companies sort oh. of invest in that, right? George, hey, says he think Mantis had shoes. Oh. Mantis had a lot of soft gear, but I don't that know. If, I don't know, I don't know if they had cleats or they had just like casual shoes. Did G, did GI make this up? Oh. I found a... Oh, you can see that. Oh, look at that. Mantis has cleats. 
Um, I will post up a picture here as soon as I can here, gentlemen. This is a little misleading because HK's cleats were actually named Diggers. Yeah. So you can go to my computer, Matt, if you can. Here is uh, the HK cleats. I found it on PB Nation. I never, I would have never have known that. But good for them that it does exist. Sure. So. Mantis cleats. And the, oh, the, dig, the digger, diggers. The, yeah, the diggers I was talking about earlier were like from the 90s. It wasn't HK at all. So they probably just took the name and piggybacked off that, sort of like the KP3. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, so it, it was a different cleat. Um, I'm having a hard time. Oh, yeah. See, all I'm getting is HK cleats when I do a digger cleat. Uh, oh. No, I found them. Okay, let me bring them over. Sorry. I just showed a picture of me. Pay attention. Who did? Who I did. did. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry, but I'm, no, but I'm phone. trying to get it over the over the air. Oh. So here's a pair. Yeah. Are these? Yeah, because see on the back it says Digger's Predator. So they basically look like football That's cleats. Them. Yeah. Why so is there an image of a lady shaving her? I'm like, Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> Todd, we're having another episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a dramatic from our Saturday Night Show. I, PB Nation, Sorry, everything PTSD. you go on on PB Nation has ads, and I get it. I understand it. I mean, it's just hard to navigate around it, so I'll, I'll get off of that. All right, um, and we did, oh, Planet Eclipse. I just found a picture of a Planet Eclipse cleat. Yeah, Eclipse had cleats. I just found that one, too. All right, here's ANS's did website. Did GI come here. up with them? Did GI come up with them or no? I don't think so. But oh, here we so got the... I found, I found a picture on oh, yeah. ANS gear. The faster. the faster paintball cleats. Yeah, there they are. Let's look them up. So we have the TRX by Exalt, the Faster by GI, Diggers by HK, Shredders by Under Armour. Even Nike makes a speedball cleat too, because that's what um that's what um Travis Lemansky's team wear. Infamous wears. All right, there's a blow-up of the... So basically, the GI cleats almost kind of look like the Exalt cleats. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're not, but they, they have that kind of light look to them with the, with the aggressive turf cleat on the bottom. Those are great if you're playing on turf or grass, but like good grass and there's no rain. But in mud and stuff, they just collect the mud and you want to put in the different, uh, the different, the different ends for the shoes. Um, do you want to see something really mind-blowing? Oh, what's that? Google golf cleats. That's exactly what those are. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I, the when one my... that came with the little tool, you could twist the lock them yeah. off the bottom. Well, when I lost yeah. a couple off my Exalt cleats, I went to Sport Check, and they had like universal ones that fit in most shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, here's an interesting comment, too, by Joseph Rose. He says, thanks, Circle made cleats. I hope they did. I loved Circle as a company. I wish they were still around, but... Uh, yeah yeah so thank you for the help on that ladies and gentlemen so matt's now not only rolling his eyes but he's pointing at his watch and what he means by pointing at his watch he's indicating that time is moving on so and that's not my job gavin (laughs) (laughs) gavin's gonna be mad all right so ladies and gentlemen if you guys are still watching thank you so much hit that like and share button on your way out thank you so much for being here thank you to gavin for winning prices right tonight, I know you didn't win. I did win lightning uh, round, but champion. Yeah, no one lightning round and uh, prices right. So <laughs> uh, look at it, rewind, and uh, send your show idea or send send your rebuttal to showupbehindthebunker.com. Very nice, Josh. Thank you for being on the show tonight. 
Right, thank you, and thank you to everyone who liked and shared the show. Uh, everybody else, you're dead to us. And as always, congratulations to Gavin for winning both Prices Right and Lightning Round. He's so talented. And the comment section. And, and uh, fed markers. Yeah, yeah. And thank you to Joe Kimson for being in studio tonight in high definition. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me back and uh, joining Bubbles. And we will see everybody Monday night. Uh, next week live on Behind the Bunker. It bothers me that in your shot that I took so long to set up, go back to his shot for a second, you can't see the JT Sock Hat on the Empire goggle. I'm going to have to lower it down and make all those goggles. And you see what's behind Joe? An omen. His omen case. My omen case <laughs> yeah, for my omen. For evil omen. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of goggles. We have a lot of goggles, and unfortunately that's just part of them. So thank you guys for I joining us. Echo 2020 in there yeah, too. There's an Echo you 20. do see an Echo 2020. You don't have a pair of vents. I do, but it's in a box, and I'm not putting it on the wall. I guess I probably should because it's not going to get damaged there. It's pretty safe. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to be cleaning out the offices in the next couple of weeks, so hopefully I'll I'll find it. and We'll be able to put it up there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being on the show. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to Matt for pushing buttons. Buttons. Yeah, that's my job. Very good. And fading faders. <laughs> and fading faders. Thanks, guys, for watching. We'll see you next week.